Hello, and welcome to a quick little special mini episode, Extravaganza, uh, talking about the Mythic Heroes that just recently came out. I'm joined here, as always, by Neil. Neil, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. And we also have the Summoner Skull folks here. We got uh, Ryan and we got Eddie here. Hello. Morning. Morning. It's Morning. evening. I don't yeah. know. Sure. He does that. Just, yeah. It's fine. It's best to Time just move day doesn't forward it. make sense to me half the time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. What day it is doesn't make sense to me half the time these days. I mean, what is up, what is down? It's 2020. Who knows, right? Like, anywho, yeah. uh, what we have today is not one, but two brand new Mythic Heroes to talk about, along with their banner, which is actually a pretty good banner, but came out at a weird time, uh, only because there's another banner that's a little bit better, but shrug. Anyways, on the banner, we've got not one, but two OCs as well, because uh, end of book four. We have ourselves Freya first, because I'm going through the app. Uh, Freya, Lady of Nightmare, she's the queen of uh, Doclafar and uh, Doclaheimer. Sure. Uh, Freya joins with Tiandra as a green cavalry light beast mythic with an attack boost effect. She wields the Nightmare Horn, uh, Nightmare Horn which has the cavalry beast transformation effect and also gains her speed plus three equals to her distant counter. Well, and gives her distant counter while, while reducing damage from, from attacks during combat and AOE specials, including worker specials. Using a speed check. Oh, yes, sure. By up to 40% of her speed if it's greater than foe speed. So, yeah. And her, uh, her B slot, which is a wall of text. So, Neil? Uh, uh, basically, uh, if she's... Uh, it has solo conditions uh, like active, so not adjacent to an ally. She'll get plus two to all of her stats and inflicts minus two on foes during combat. In the addition of if the foe has any bonuses, it basically like reverses it around and gives it to her. So it's kind of it acts kind of like a super lull where it just affects every stat as long as she's uh, not adjacent to an ally. Um, it's it's a lot. And basically, just annoying to make you fight her. <laughs> she's scary. She's, oh, she's why? Scary. Why? Why would it be annoying to have you know any bonuses you have just suddenly vanish oh. and go on your enemy? No, just... it's not like everyone uses bonuses in most like game say, modes. <laughs> say legendary Elwood is literally right there on the banner. <laughs> hey. It's like nope, not allowed. No legendary. I think Elwood. I think you still get six like a plus six from the bonus doubler effect but i think the original base goes away i'm not sure though yeah it's weird not sure where when it exactly calculates it before or after a bonus doubler yeah at most you'd get plus six but then you'd lose like the other half so yeah not it's not gonna be a very good bonus anymore she also comes equipped with luna attack speed solo four and pulse mode so yay, yay. Fodder. Mm, yeah. Ooh. Uh, how do you how do you guys feel about this hero? Uh scared. <laughs> so, just a little bit. Pretty powerful, and um I actually managed to roll one of her and she was a plus speed, so that'll be very oh, nice. That's oh, very good. Yeah. I think she's tied. No, I think she is the fastest unit in the game. Oh, by wow. like one speed point, I think. Wow. <laughs> Hmm. I think she That's has 44 good. base, which I think the highest of the floor is 42 with super boons, I think. I think that is, so. Yes. Okay. She's crazy. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. 
gotta end a gotta end a crazy book right that's uh true <laughs> that's how yeah. you that's how yeah. you do and i mean she, she was so so she is the most powerful unit yet uh she she was the, one of the few folks to to bite it in in this chapter so <laughs> not that strong well maybe. we all did team up on her so i suppose yeah i was gonna say she's just and gonna she... be a suitor too for a while and then she'll get like counters <laughs> But, yeah. yeah oh no doubt she'll yeah. uh yeah we're gonna need and those the way, damage reduction way I understood soon. the story is that the only reason she bit it is because she chose to bite it and i guess save for reasons beyond her rep- understanding triandra mm-hmm. and Lumeria. <laughs> at least at least you know brave brave lycephia is here so uh the worst case yeah. scenario spikes <laughs> speaking of yeah um also joining her in the green color are triandra and hell Oof. uh on the blue color, we got Legendary Azura, Legendary Tiki, and Ana. Uh, red color, we got Mythic Sothis and Legendary Elowid joining the Brave Lysithia you guys just mentioned. As well as on colorless, there's Legendary Leaf, Legendary Corn, and Shina. Yes. Up there. Yeah. Uh, the, the other new unit we have is uh, Tiandra. Um, yeah, who's a dancer, a flyer dancer. Uh, one of the four yes. children turned in, turned into a fire by Freya and uh, Freer. Yes, that's his name. To save the world of dreams many years ago, Teanda represents the Fire of nightmares and appears here as a green flying dark mythic uh, with a uh, mythical spear- speed boost. She wields the Flower of Sorrow, which grants attack plus three and inflicts a defense res negative four on any foe in a cardinal direction using uh, using their foe's combat. And uh, her mythical skill is a dance assist that uh, that is called Frightful Dreams. And when she dances, someone it grants them an extra action uh, and inflicts negative free to uh, negative free to the combat stats and, and guard on foe's cardinal directions of her and the ally she danced. And for the next action is uh, uh, this is why I don't read. Yeah, it's like the the gun uh, status. I think it's mentioning. Uh, she's got attack speed push four, aerobatics, and of course, because flying skills, she needs a, a speed res rain because Ryan is just gonna get. Um... I think that's the last rain, not yet released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Except that for is a defense new rain. res, I think. Yeah, and that'll like be her four star. <laughs> I don't think defense res is very effective. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be on like some four star. It'll be like, oh yeah. In like a year or two, yeah. when they finally start giving us skills, it's like Ferdinand all over again. Like our first, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah. It seems very weird to activate some of her effects because it's kind of like uh, Peony was really easy to activate her effects, right? This is basically just reverse Peony. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how well it's gonna work. Like, I feel like you need to plan almost around having the effects active. With Peony, you just kind of have to send them straight. <laughs> You're good. But, um, yeah, with, with her, I mean, it's not too hard. You just got to plan where the enemy is when you yeah. use them. Because if, if they're above, below, or to the side of her, they're going to get hit by it. But yeah, I, I kind of wish she wasn't green, just so I could go for... Uh... Freya without wanting I mean, Triandra. if you accidentally pulled Triandra, you have attack speed push 4, which you can get attack speed push 3 from Patrine, and then you could also grab a speed res rain 3. Yeah, yeah. Which enough. is like probably one of the best for any mage flyer. Yeah. 
I would guess. Yeah, I was gonna say put that on summer loot. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, I I don't fight her. I did end up getting her as well as she was also a plus speed for me. Yeah. So nice. Oh, she's a super moon in that I think as well. That's good. crazy. Cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, I haven't had a chance to summon on outside of the free summon on the mythic banner. I, I'm kind of saving my orbs for the Christmas banner. Just to, I want a Christmas hero this year for some reason. I never get one. Um, and um, I'm. I'm looking at these these characters. It sounds like uh, getting either of them on the green is good. Like if you're if you're focusing on green yeah. and you want a new hero, well, guess what? You've got double the chance. No, wait, an extra third of the chance than you did in in previous uh, banners. Yeah. So that's nice. And I think and if um, when Hell's she first also came up. fairly recent too. She's like one yeah. banner past, I think. New mythics. Yeah, I think so. So actually, now that I think about it. She might Green be two is banners past, very very but... solid this week. Yes. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't. I don't even know. I, maybe I do have hell. Uh, this is the problem. I get excited about heroes in the moment, and then I quickly sure. forget that I summon them because I have like my four favorites or my yeah. my go to team. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't. I don't personally have a, a, a like a personal attachment to these OC characters, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about yeah. that. I'm sure in our, in our uh, <laughs> state of fay, which depending on how you listen to podcasts and how fast, you know, Gordon or I edit, uh, you might listen to this first, you might listen to the special first, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an attachment to these characters, but it sounds like they're both fairly strong if you were to summon them like Eddie has. So that's a bonus. And, uh, they look pretty cool. I'll say that. Like Freya looks amazing in her sort of weird, dark, like scutter, like, fairy wings at the front a little bit with the like sort of dark purpley leaves and then like this weird like broken dark wood staff and the oh, man it's it's creepy but she's got like antlers yeah. her battle animation she becomes yeah. a goat oh oh that's right she does become a goat <laughs> yep oh it's, it's not in like, her oh, art okay. though it's it's in her sprite that she becomes it's a goat yeah that... yeah her like battle animation because she's a beast unit so. oh yes well there you go and i mean i don't usually like it's funny like when i see the art it's when we're doing the show and i'm sort of clicking through the uh the meet the hero site but when you tell me that it's in the it's in the sprites it's like oh i'll see that so maybe i do want a goat character (laughs) maybe maybe Uh, if you do miss her this time she'll be back in a bit uh but in february we have triandra hell tiki and leaf returning march we have freya and corin returning uh, May we have Elliewood in Azura returning, and we got a weird thing this time with Sothis not having a return date. She is listed as to be to be determined. TBD. Weird. So, so. T- TBD is kind of like I know we were talking a bit pre-show about how that might be. It's just so far out, but TBD just seems like we want to get her back in. We're not sure when she's going to fit. Maybe they're trying to figure some things out. Yeah. Might have I mean, a streak of red legendary and mythics coming for all we know. Yeah, yeah. well, they do love to add red units. <laughs> it's, yes. it's like their national pastime. <laughs> I was I was honestly surprised when the Binding Blade banner came out and there was no red on it. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I swear I think they listen to shows or even content creators where it's like, you know what we're going to do? We got Binding Blade in the name, Blade is in the name, no red units. Not That's even fine. a mage. But it's yeah. like, oh, we got we got Deke. He's normally wields a sword in the game. 
Let's give him an axe. Make him Raven again. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long except as... except his art actually shows an axe. Raven yeah, shows yeah. a sword. Unlike, unlike art... well, I guess Raven has it in the battle animations, but yeah, yeah. When you get Deke, he's normally a mercenary, and then he gets axes upon promotion. But... You're right. Mercenaries are usually sword units. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to summoning, I'd say Green's definitely strongest, in our opinion, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact yeah. that there's three really good, <laughs> like I mean... good mythics. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say I don't think Triandra's a horrible slouch, but uh, if, just I'd next say to Freya, if you pull a Triandra, pales. you're like solid. Colorless is yeah. also very, very good. I was like half tempted to say Colorless might be almost on par with Green, just because of the fact that you have Legendary Leaf, which is probably the best, uh, one of the best archers in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Other comparisons might be like. Oh, I don't know. Shinon, who's now right there. Who's right there? She's so annoying to fight in like oh, any game mode now. Yes. Um, legendary Corn's just solid all around. Yes. Like. And I've heard her. Uh, I was watching Phoenix Master One's summoning thing, and he was looking for some fodder off of her too. So. Yeah, the got good joint drive attack. Yep. It's just a very solid C slot. <laughs> For, like, any unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, she even comes with Distant Counter, so that's, like, two good fodder right there. <laughs> yep. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, as opposed to me, I'm not summoning on this banner because I prefer the double special heroes banner that's, like, right there and ends at the same time. So it's just kind of like, well, I'm going to go here instead. So, Ooh. Yes. That's a good say, point. Uh, even though, like, I have everybody on me, except for, like, two characters but i really want dorothea so we're continuing to go into colorless until i get another paula which will probably was it, was it one of you two that was looking for a spare um ingrid in off of that banner yeah I, I i don't have ingrid so i've been wanting to get her but every time i summon blue i get a trio paula instead so you summoned like five trio paulas already yeah. uh, <laughs> like a plus three or four it's like oh okay yeah, I summoned a couple blues and I ended up getting an Ingrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for this quick little mini episode. Stay tuned. We're going to do a quick little State of Fae uh, fun time episode. Uh, yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fae Summit brought to you by Summoner's Call and Two Lords Without Swords in support of Extra Life. I don't know why I put emphasis on in, but I should have put it on Extra Life. That's why we're doing this, in support of Extra Life. Uh, If you would like to donate to Extra Life, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020. My name is Ryan. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me is Eddie, my co-host from Summoner's Call. Eddie, say hello to the fine folks. And he says hello. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> the note says, say something. Uh, no, act, technically the note says, say more than hello. And, and you did it. You did it. All right. Well, that's your that's your minute. I'm. Uh, <laughs> the, you've lost. I'm muting your mic. You've lost your speaking. Uh, and joining us as well is Two Lords Without Swords co-host. We have Gordon. Gordon, don't say anything like Eddie did. What? 
It, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm here. Hello. He did it. Good stuff. And also Neil. Hello, Neil. Hi. Go play Turing Saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know what that is. What is? Can we take a quick sidebar? Isn't what is like that? Like a Fire Emblem? No. Oh, uh, not rip off, so, but something uh, by the after Fire Thracia, uh, one of the directors uh, left and made like three other games that are really, uh, really different. So. They're okay. just rip offs of Fire Emblem for Pretty the Pretty much on the PlayStation. Oh. It is very Kaga weird. Sa- they're called the Kaga Saga. I call it the Kaga Saga. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. Playing through those and it is it is very, very different. (laughs) Well, the first one was pretty much the same, but the second one is like hex grids. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's it's it's, um... luckily we don't have to go down that much further because I mean I can barely handle one grid based action RPG uh, strategy game. Yeah, so. um, but on today's special episode, we will be discussing where Fire Emblem Heroes is today, covering various topics across gameplay, monetization, uh, stories in there. The story was kind of a, a last-ditch Hail Mary um, from Eddie and I, uh, mostly Eddie, but I, I also supported the uh, the addition because they there is story in the game. Um, but we are going to kick the yeah, yeah it, even if you don't the play the story, of it's questionable, but it's there. Oh yeah, we will get into its quality because that's pretty much the yeah that's that's the com- that's yeah it'll be fun. Um, we're going to kick things off with gameplay and balance, and uh, I will I will start us off here looking at sort of the various rotating game modes, quote unquote. And um, obviously, when the game started, there was a very general training tower story arena and maybe a couple other ones thrown in there that i'm forgetting but over time they've just special maps yeah i think they were there too and they just kept adding and adding and adding to the point where i think around year two maybe three they had like a healthy rotation where there was something new starting every time something ended and uh to the point now where they are not going monthly they're going they're going bi-monthly with some of these game modes coming coming in and out um, but, you know, personally for me with these game modes, I latch on to any of them that provide orbs. And as soon as they stop providing orbs, even easy orbs, I'm out, you know, as a free to play player, I kind of focus my time in on what's fun. Um, you know, what is fun in, in, in sort of the, the grindy gameplay, but the fun for me is like getting more orbs to do more summoning, to get the characters I want. And that's my sort of loop in the game but i would say a lot of modes if they don't offer orbs or at least easy orbs it they fall out of favor pretty quick i mean one that i can probably think of the top out of the top of my head would be um uh what are the what are the forma the forma stuff hall of forms i really liked it and then it just became it was pretty active it came pretty difficult for me to finish it uh-huh. um yeah I think but it yeah. stops offering there's like three orbs throughout the like the floors and it stops like halfway up or something yeah so. like i'll do it enough to get the to get the play each day orbs but after yeah. that i i i don't do them I, I don't i don't do the souls pack so i don't like try to min max yeah. a character to to buy them essentially but uh, i do it enough to get the the daily orbs but um yeah i once i figured you you know you can you, you can only go so far and earn orbs it's like okay it's three orbs it's not worth the time move on to something else but um, forging bonds is my favorite, I would say, because of the 
not all the story bits, but most of the story bits that offer little tidbits into characters that I know tangentially through doing the podcast and, and enjoying the Fire Emblem franchise in general. But uh, that's sort of my thoughts. I mean, Eddie, you got uh, what? What is your thoughts on these game modes? "Quote unquote." I don't know why. I say For me, that, it's though. mostly forging bonds and tempest trials. I use tempest trials to level them up. I mean, really, I guess for me, it's more story based. Um, the other one I do, and it's more because it's a set it and forget it, is the lost lore stuff. <laughs> you know, I can forget that for a day or two and still easily complete it and get all the rewards available, no problem. And it has little story bits once you beat the strike. So those are kind of things that drive me. I mean, yeah, not everything's as exciting as planned conquests, but Ooh. I had to get my dig in there. At <laughs> least that's Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, and you're not wrong. There are more. There are modes that definitely uh, that definitely feel more Fire Emblem than others. I mean, I don't know if you would sort of peg it as a Fire Emblem mode, but I my the le- the the newest one that came in was uh, Pawns of Loki. I, I actually kind of dig it. I mean, it's more time investive, and yeah. the orbs aren't. I think the orbs for the first round were pretty plentiful. At least it rewarded you for like doing a mode at least once a day. Maybe when Ponza Loki comes back, there won't be as many like celebration things going on, and it'll be less interesting. But I, I really enjoyed um, the the first round of Ponza Loki. I mean, it is auto chess. Obviously, like every game is going to add auto chess at some point. Um, but I, I kind of dig it as a new mode. It's so different from anything else that is in the game, right? Because you're doing it's a whole new gameplay yeah. mode as opposed yeah. to like let's just do more Fire Emblem, but this time. Um, you can click on this Auto grid battle. and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy Ponza Loki because it uh, it incentivizes you to build um, forty units or thirty units as much as the br- brigade is. Yeah, the brigades. So mm-hmm. it's really it, it's enjoyable. Uh, I wouldn't recommend playing it on the highest difficulty because then you get plus ten <laughs> edel. After after um, so you had round one, right? I played yeah. on advance and I was like, oh, that, that was pretty easy. Day two, played on advance, got stomped by plus tens. I was like, whoa, we're going to intermediate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go much further. completely forgot to participate in that event. Oh, oh. it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was, oh, it was man, with everything unique. else I do in a day and work, not having, you know, easy access to internet, which the game needs. Um, you know, I tend to play on my tablet over my phone. I often have enough time to hop in and you know get my daily get my daily rewards and that's about it when forging bonds and tempest trials running i might be able to set up a couple runs but yeah with life and other games i tend to have limited play time so mm-hmm. the, the set it and forget it modes um especially when you're subscribed to fate pass and we'll talk about that a little later uh make make those modes easier for me especially when i like to play and uh my wife probably will attest to this is like when i like to play is kind of get my dailies out in the morning while i'm making coffee and getting the kids cereal ready and i'm just kind of queuing them up and then i mean it makes doing everything take a little bit longer in the morning but not so much that it is again not a not a huge impact but i i like to be able to queue things up and walk away from the phone and do it that way as opposed to just you know sitting and playing like you would in any other game. Um, but uh, that's where Ponza Loki can be tough. It's not, it's a very active 
um, mode. It's one of the one of the few active modes where you have to kind of be paying attention and strategizing as you're going through. Um, whereas Tempest Trials is just like set up a team, auto start, you're good to go, walk away for five minutes, you come back. I think I I honestly on my phone changed the timeout on the screen to a higher number. <laughs> so that it would so that it would actually run through all the tempest trials yeah i'm guilty for that too. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a, it's, uh, it's yeah so um i mean gordon like do you have do you have any favorites do you have any that you are you wishing for other modes that are going to be added down the road like i'm always surprised by them being able to add yet another new mode yeah. sometimes a win sometimes not some of them i just don't understand so it's really hard to like <laughs> Some of them Lash. disappeared, never to be seen again. Thank God. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the one before Ponzaloki. That was one. Oh, um, frontline freelance. Yeah. Which one? I'm, sorry, okay, what was that? The it scary was, uh... thing about that is, I feel like it'll show up at least one more time before it's gone for good. Yeah, it, I least. didn't understand what was happening in that one. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. No. People, I think people got the gist, and then it just ended, and they're like, oh. Wait, so oh yeah, that was that weird <laughs> mode that ended two days into the event. Yep. Yeah. Okay, maybe like day and a half in, it just ended. I was like, what? <laughs> did did I get my daily rewards? There was five daily rewards. <laughs> yeah, and I think the daily rewards lasted longer than the mode did. So I was like, oh, the yeah. the, the quests are yeah. still here. I'll be able to come back in. But no, it just never showed back up. They, I think they ended up just giving everyone the daily rewards once the event ended. But like. There was like five daily rewards, and you played for like two days, <laughs> and then it just ended. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah I uh, I prefer the more fire emblem based game modes. So I do actually really like Hall of Fjorms because uh, also mm-hmm. we call them Fjorms because it's a funny joke. But uh, I like that game mode because a it's one of the quote unquote cheaper ways to get a unit built, and as in like you don't have to fodder it off. All you have to do is just kind of sculpt it basically <laughs> so if you want to get premium skills it's probably the easiest way to just get a soul bar a soul pack um i also really i really like uh tempest trials i think tempest trials is probably the best game mode in the game uh probably hands down especially when they did that revamp and made it so that you can actually get all the rewards um hollow forms i actually or hollow forms um forging bonds i i'm a notorious i'd skip any story or cutscene because i it, that's not why I play the game. So um, I, I actually like uh, uh, forging bonds mainly for training, and then when I do the training towers, I just run through the OCs to get my orbs, and then and then I'm usually good. Uh, but yeah, I usually use that for leveling. Um, my like least favorite game modes are definitely the ones that like kind of don't really do much. You know, frontline Phoenix I didn't really like. Uh, I didn't like Rooker Siege. I thought that one was kind of eh. Um, uh grand conquest i do like but again you just kind of auto battle and it's like Mm -hmm. all right cool fun you get your orbs and then you get out um top battle i like every now and then it's enjoyable to actually play something that's a little different and uh ponza loki uh i'm that's probably the best out of like the weird non-fire emblem game modes i just hope that they don't go down a rabbit hole that is just more of those weird uh mobile game modes right like i don't want like like we have lost lore that's just the one of those collect at a certain time it's like yeah fun yeah the send the dailies send like i said i i'm far more into the lore so the only reason i don't mind lost lore is because 
it actually does give a bit of a story about yeah and sometimes it's about games i haven't played yet so yeah i think i think lost lore uh targets to a sort of audience that started with fire emblem heroes and haven't played uh, especially most of the older games um as someone who's Mm -hmm. played basically every iteration i just skip <laughs> i'm just like oh it's probably something yeah. i've read yeah <laughs> i do it because it is a set and forget so i can just yeah. send people out yeah. and it doesn't even take them out of my barracks so i can use them on maps anyway i usually i usually just do like oh restart cool <laughs> just go again <laughs> oh yeah now that i notice that there's an actual restart button i use that <laughs> yeah right back <laughs> I I find it fun sometimes setting up, like, the units to send. Like, uh, I think the last one was Sacred Stones. I was like, oh, go uh, Ephraim, Erica, Ephraim, Erica, Ephraim, Erica. There we go. (laughs) You got enough of them that you can do that. When when it first started, I was using it to use the, you know, bonding of two characters together. But then I stopped It's one of the forgotten features, I think, of that. That it, Mm -hmm. it, it actually, like, incentivizes the ally support system. Yep. Weirdly enough, do you have any uh, thoughts on modes yourself, Neil? Like Um, in terms of ones you like? I think, uh, like similar with uh, Gordon, uh, I like Hall of Fjorms. Um, I end up getting it done three days in, usually towards the top, uh, whether it be by using like torches or whatever. I just kind of like the randomness of maybe this unit will all of a sudden get a really good skill and become really good for your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the last one, I attempted to run, like, a speed Edelgard, which was very <laughs> weird, but didn't work that bad. I ended up getting Spurn on her, and I was like, I wonder if I could do something with this. Um, it kind of did something sometimes, but mostly it was just kind of there for looks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, think, uh, sometimes it ends up being fun, so... Yeah. I feel I, like that one kind of feels the most like Fire Emblem, in a way, like traditional, because you're kind of, everything's building as you go along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that uh, with, with Hall of, uh, you say Fjorms, Hall of Forms, um, it, it feels like if you are a skill crafter or a theory crafter with building your heroes... Um, you can kind of go in there and have some fun with the randomness that is coming at mm-hmm. you. And I think when it originally launched, I was like, oh, this is a really cool way that I can try units that I don't have um, from a character perspective. But then once they offered the Souls pack to be able to actually bring that format out of the mode and into your collection, yeah. that might have, maybe it didn't do it, but in my in the back of my mind, it's like, mm, maybe that limited the the coolness of the heroes they could put in there. And then we don't want to put like a, a newer hero in there because people can buy it and people yeah. might accuse us or we might be, you know, gay, you know, uh, uh, tempting mm-hmm. people to try to buy more. But I, I mean, um, you know, in, in the chat, uh, agent MM is saying is ether resorts question mark. Um, yeah. What is that? I, uh, uh, so you know no. Aether Raids it's, it's there. second mode uh, Farmville <laughs> what that is I think we dabbled with it when it first came out but honestly um, I don't totally know I, don't I just put I just have all my lins in there so anytime <laughs> a new lin pops into the game I just add I just go into the Aether Resort to add her to the lin resort uh, th- that th- I've thanks set up. to the auto dispatch for Aether Raids I actually go into the Aether Resorts and get the 60 weekly I, uh, that, I, that's I about grow, it. I grow the flowers and then I get out. 
Yeah, see, <laughs> so I stopped doing that. I, I I did that a couple weeks, and then it's like I don't have enough of the friendship heart thingies, and oh, I, I forget so it half the time. So I think if you do like the two uh like a full. Uh, dragon flowers, and you like just visit the resort every day, as in click and then click out. I think you get enough to just go infinitely, but hmm. I don't you should, think, I think you actually scale up or down either way. Uh, you might scale awkward. up slowly if you're getting in every day, because I think even on the first day you get that if you're doing every single day, because theoretically you get seventy a week plus the sixty bonus. So yeah, uh, I think. I think I calculate it was either ten extra. Yeah, um, it should be ten extra. Point. It was either ten or neutral because you think seventy a day, but one of the days you just get the sixty. Oh, I you don't, don't think actually you get, the extra get a 10 regular days? ten on the sixty day. I thought you did. I'm not sure. I seem to remember maybe you just go in and just get the. Maybe you do get the sixty, hmm. but even then, it's like oh, ten extra. Yay! <laughs> I'll get to 8-bit Veronica someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this. Uh, Whirlwind in the chat makes a good point in that uh, it is a kind of a neat jukebox if you want to listen to those those songs in, in game. But, I mean, Neil, I'll, I'll stick with you and we'll move into Power Creep. You've put your name on this, and I, I, yep. I, I can only assume that means you've got some thoughts on um, Power Creep. So, uh, Power Creep, was going to be inevitable in these mobile games. I mean, we we talk about uh we mentioned I think sword units earlier where it just oh wow, sword unit. I <laughs> uh, wonder what's different about this one cuz oftentimes you look at it and you'd be like I'll just use the one I already have, right? But they've just kind of been power creeping mostly weapons but also skills now. Um mm-hmm. There's starting to be a very noticeable hole, I think, between um, five-star locked skills and the units that we already are getting for free. Um, you'll notice with uh, GHB, Tempest Trials, and like the three four-stars they put on banners, they don't have the most premium stuff nowadays. Um, like, uh, we just got Merlinus, right? And he has, I think, Reposition, uh, Wings of Mercy, and Distant Guard if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, which, I think the Wings of Mercy is even his four-star skill, which we had at, like, launch with Kane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. they aren't giving us amazing stuff. Um, even Gale, which has a little more to offer, uh, comes with, like, attack-defense brazen, which we've had for, like, over a year now on Ares. Um, and that's his five-star skill. So, it's a little yeah. rough. Um, I, we have gotten... When it comes to, like, newer skills, like, solo skills came out, what, two years ago now, I think? Um, and we just got two seals kind of recently, um, but there hasn't been any so somewhat, like, free unit that offers any solo skills for fodder, really. Um, I was kind of amazed when we got Ferdinand with his ruse. (laughs) I was a little out of left field, but, um, that's... That's kind of the most premium thing we have now, which is kind of scared <laughs> to think about. Yeah. It, um, it, especially I mean, with the flying the, units nowadays, just dumping rain skills everywhere now. So I feel like it'd be nice to get some of those new things to play around with. Um, like, we do have some interesting inheritable weapons kind of recently, but they aren't giving us many things to put in the C slot or A slot for newer 
I guess for us to just play around with even even a little. Especially with the four tier skills just kind of coming out now, but anyone else have thoughts on just I guess how it's been going? Yeah, I mean Eddie, you had a you had a thought there that was it was kind of just a point of like IS decides they want certain skill lines and skill types to be five star only. Mm-hmm. So until they either change their mind or find some go so high in power creep that those old skills it makes no sense to keep them around. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought when they started adding fourth tier like uh solo skills, right? Like even yeah. um Freya just recently also has attack speed solo four, which I think is our second unit to have that. A third maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um so yes. like I, I don't see it making much of a difference if they like gave us a unit with oh say speed defense solo or something or speed res. I don't think it would make too much of an impact overall, because they're still, like, even the push skills, like the fourth tier push skills, are still there as well, and they offer almost similar buffs as well that are also 5-star exclusive, so... Yeah, I I feel like they could do some give-and-take with certain skills. Um, Obviously, until IS decides to do that, there's not much we can do. Yeah. as, As for the other type of power creep, I think the dragon flowers are an okay solution to that type of power creep, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're still gonna have a still gonna have a hard time with like if you're gonna use like your even your plus ten Gen one unit, it's probably still gonna have a hard time with the uh, BSD changing every year or so. Yeah, I like watching but they my did increase Gen the one amount of dragon just, flowers like, they can use. So yeah, yeah, true. I think that's for me when it when I think of power creep. Uh, I mean, when I play this game, it's more about like, oh, what heroes do I like? What heroes look cool? What special mm-hmm. units come out? When there's a, a one of my favorites with a really cool skill, it's like, oh, that's really neat, um, and that's really good that I can have a cool hero and a cool skill. Uh, but I think when when it comes to power creep, I'm more probably affected by my favorite units that maybe one, two, three years old maybe not being able to keep up with the new and shiny, like we talked about mm-hmm. uh, the new mythic heroes uh, before we recorded this. And it sounds like, Oh, those would be a great addition, but I mean, I'm going to have to swap out, you know, one of my faves or uh, how, how do I approach sure. that as, as Ryan playing this game, as opposed to person who just wants the best units. Um, I yeah, think I mean... that like, I wonder, are, are we looking for, you know, are we looking for, new skills to play around with are we looking for more powerful skills like do we see like tier five spells coming out oh. at some point <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> hopefully not, not would that be like a jump line. in the shark moment for this for this game like guess what we're not going to address some of the issues you may or may not have but we're going to have tier five skills like they haven't done enough with tier four i'm guessing no uh and man, that'd be also they need to bring some of those tier threes that have tier fours that are still locked to tier three five star only yeah into the regular pools more oh okay interesting yeah like the the tier three solo skills i think is probably the biggest thing um i feel like i'm hampering on solo too much but it's like the most obvious example i guess yeah um i don't know okay. even like i think swift sparrow we do have one i think and now there's like the swift sparrow three which they're putting on like every other unit <laughs> um yeah all right. We, well, there's only so I many Nasalas, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, and, and Ryan, you talked that you know it's you know you have to sometimes cycle things out, but at least you have a 
uh, unit that's getting regular repeats. It's like, you know, I haven't gotten a listen over two years. It's so. true. I do get a Lynn every six months or so, so I, <laughs> I can't really argue with that. Um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned, Lissa, let's let's jump into monetization, and this transition is going to make sense because we're going to talk about uh, the hero release schedule and or uh, recently released heroes. And, I mean, Eddie, you, you're the one that brought up Lissa. So, like, what are your thoughts on the hero release schedule? I mean, overall, it's pretty good, but like I said, I want more Lissa. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's all he had written there. I just wanted to get that. I mean, for for me, I think the release schedule is in a good place in that the calendar is somewhat predictable. Like we're getting, yeah. it feels like we're getting, they've got their calendar set up in a way where we're getting new, we're getting new heroes, special heroes once a month. Maybe the way special heroes work, it's every six weeks. I, I, I'd have to like it, actually look at the calendar to it's determine. Generally, it, other than this coming month, I'm expecting an extra banner in there, unless um, they make the New Year's as part of the January heroes. Um, it's generally one of each a month. Uh, it's just around August they swap which part, time of the month each one comes out in, mm-hmm. uh, because that's when the Brave Heroes launch. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I guess I'll say like with the new heroes, the special heroes, and the legendary and mythic heroes sort of swapping out every month, you've got a good cadence there of expecting new content, not to mention the resplendent heroes, which again, with monetization, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, you've got a, a steady clip of new content and the content that me as a player looks forward to, which is new heroes, new art, um, new units you know so that's that's where i kind of think like it's in a good place i think to tweak it any further from a standpoint of adding more would probably um feel like too much personally as a free-to-play player uh but if they were to dial it back a little bit i also would find that i wouldn't complain about it but i would find it a little odd unless they had to turn back the cadence a little bit due to what's you know due to the pandemic that's going on now but it hasn't seemed to affected them in in development so mm-hmm. um or in terms of their release uh neil you're you i don't want to take your thunder here but you want more thracia <laughs> uh, uh partially a joke note um because okay. um I, I don't know if you remember last year when a book uh book four released we had that banner peony and friends i think it was peony titled. and the other guys <laughs> peony and the other guys, which yeah. was uh it, the banner was titled that and then it was peony and three dudes from thracia <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like wow that's um it's a great name for the banner there <laughs> um i feel like uh it this year they've started kind of pushing extra special hero banners which i find a little odd like they pushed um the pirates and ninjas kind of on us out of almost nowhere um felt a little in my opinion just a little odd with okay uh an extra special heroes sure i'll I'll take it i guess um and we still had the dancer yeah so we just kind of got two extra ones which um, I wouldn't mind if we had a little more of the just generic new hero banners. Um, yeah. yeah, I was gonna cause, say because like uh, I wouldn't. There's a lots of characters from some of the older games that obviously we don't have a lot of in. I know some games it's getting a little harder to add new characters because whether it be the smaller cast, like I think they can only do maybe two more banners roughly from like Shadows of Valentia or something without getting into like 
having to do alts um just because of the nature of the cast being i think one of the smallest in the series i think it might be beating one of the games with the new shadows of lentia characters but um still like i think they, it's just they might there. have a couple more if you take into account um well even then that's not many of them but the yeah white wing sisters i mean they're yeah we already they, got they, one of them but yeah it does feel a little like alts almost sometimes with those but um, yeah i just know there's certain games like um for instance uh thracia and fe4 that have some of the larger casts in the series and they seem to have some of the the least representation i guess in Faye. which i mean they're older and more obscure obviously makes and sense but a couple um, of them aren't even translated to english yeah, yet yeah so. two, those two being not translated as well yeah, um, yeah but uh after having playing some of those uh I don't know if you've heard some people say, like, FE4 has the best story and stuff. Um, there's lots of characters in that I would like to see and maybe have other people, like, I guess, notice. Um, a feeling that those have some of the more interesting casts, whether they just be interesting units, which likely won't translate well, but... Um, yeah. uh, I don't know, I feel like... Rumored remake is that <laughs> yeah a remake would definitely do that a lot better um and who, who knows maybe with the new uh translation of fe1 maybe they'll start doing some of the newer ones uh well not really newer but some of the other <laughs> old games i guess <laughs> newer yeah. older yeah. games um, yeah, i think the pirate and ninja banners were just is's desire to kind of limit the number of characters added mm -hmm. to the entire summoning pool that's and by making more special banners, so one a month. Yeah, I f it just when I saw it, it kind of feels like we're almost damning. Not really, I guess damning's not the best word, but uh, locking certain units to like a special pool. Oh, um, I, I like agree. we have certain characters like uh, Geese and Daros. Well, Daros, I guess is TT, but character like Geese, right? <laughs> He's a pirate that's kind of obscure in FE six. I don't think we're ever going to see normal version of Geese. Unless, <coughs> like, maybe five years... Yeah, Charlotte, for instance. That's um, a weird one. It's, they're not going to add Charlotte. Off there. Charlotte was added in the bridal banner, like, at the start. It was, like, yeah, the second special banner. I don't know why we don't banner. have normal Charlotte. And we haven't got normal Charlotte yet, which feels odd. I think uh, it's just their, their joke. I mean, yeah, with Geese, I think you're right, because mm -hmm. I think that's pretty much normal Geese right there. She's yeah, part of a special banner, and I agree. I wish those were just normal banners, but I guess IS wants to limit how much they put in the pool, and yeah. this is their way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some folks in chat uh, are are talking about um, TMS. So, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on uh, that? It's all things. Morning stream. Yeah, no, that's it's no the morning stream's fault that I can't think of the game's name. Tokyo Mirage. Tokyo Mirage. Oh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I think, like, I, I haven't played that game. I, I didn't take up the opportunity to play it on Switch. However, the heroes they added were the most unique art-wise in my mind. Maybe not skill-wise. I'm not a skills guy, but I am an art. Um, I like the art side of, of the game. So they were really unique and, and were interesting. Totally different from anything else in the game. Uh, but I know when that came out it, it they were new heroes but it felt very much like they're not going to revisit this this is these are 
these are these are new heroes in, in special heroes clothing. Like um if they do revisit the game, it would be interesting um I mean, to, to see more. Maybe characters. revisit it one more time, maybe twice, but there is a very limited cast of characters to be I feel like that. I feel like if any other characters are gonna show up, they're gonna show up as alts. Yeah. 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 So that's a that's a possibility. Uh, you know, um, Whirlwind in the chat is asking, do you guys think they could increase pull rates on these redo banners that are from years ago? Most of these heroes are kind of crappy now. From what I remember, I would only free pull on those and forget about them. I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, unless they were the character I really, really wanted. But even then, I'd probably just, I, I haven't really worried about it. Um, but I would like to see the the the, the percentage brought up on that because really it's like, or at least, do they have the spark system on those redo banners? Uh, they not... don't have the spark no. system, but they do have a slightly no. better odds, I think, of pulling the focuses on it. It's like 4% no. instead of 3%, while the if normal... If you're talking the revival banners, too, yeah. If you're talking about the uh, bring back of the seasonal the banners, those have nothing special. I'm talking. I think he's talking more about like the first, like the year one pulls, the weekly revivals. They, they don't have, have spark. They 4% chance of um, yeah. the focus heroes, but no spark. Okay. See, the spark would be what I really think when they added that spark system, they were very shy on it. And I think they, at this point, they should have done it by now. Now, maybe maybe they do it for the fifth year anniversary of the game or whatever year, I think, yeah, fifth year anniversary, um, or heading into year five. I would like to see them apply that to other banners. Um, specifically, the fact that it's not on special heroes yet is from a free-to-play player is, is kind of wild, but... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing they could really do, take those old heroes, those old crappy year one heroes, put them in the new free four-star pool. Yeah. All of the old free four-star pools goes in a separate banner, and those can be summoned on, oh, I don't know, arena medals? Yeah, sure. We'll use arena medals to summon on these weekly four, free four-star focus banners. Yeah, have, like, like at yeah, some point, the some heroes, the like cool when they talk thoughts, about but... old heroes from year one, maybe even year two, they the argument would be, well, we don't want to devalue those units, you know, even though they are weak and they, but they are still well loved characters. But I think at this point, you can devalue those heroes in a way where you're not using orbs, you're using a, another resource that I'm sure all of us have been playing since day one or around there have hundreds of thousands of resources that we're never going to use like I mean, <laughs> yeah what's the like arena metals you know charge us an absorbent amount to to do a summon like they got they dipped their toe into it a little bit with the uh hero uh merit is it hero merit see there's so many resources the one where you can like basically buy grand hero battles you missed oh, oh uh grails grails hero yeah. grails or yes. whatever so I, I would like to see that um in the future but uh i mean but yeah the, the whole issue with pulling all the three to four stars out is that makes the three to four star pool on the new banner so tiny i mean if yeah. you pull all the three to four stars out you have what 24 of them so you think it's bad getting a lissa and a you know uh bowie imagine how it is when you get your 20th um you know uh, I don't remember a new one, but twentieth Conrad Grayson. on the banner. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, we are we are kind of talking about the summoners summoning pool now, and I, and I mean, I, I'll jump around a little bit, and then we'll we'll circle back. But um, 
you know, speaking, speaking of the, the, the summoning pool, like, yeah, I would, I would like to, I would like to see more done with those older heroes as opposed to just, uh, leaving them in the summoning pool. I mean, I understand if you were to remove all the three and fours, but I mean, that would be kind of crazy. Thing. Yeah, um, just take out some of the old. I had a I had a thought, which I guess goes into my. Oh yeah, I definitely it. think um, it needs a pruning. But if you take all of them out, mm-hmm. then you know. Just I had a so I had a thought with it that kind of builds onto this. I think there would be a good way of sort of um, shuffling out some of the units with some of the older ones. So, um, say for instance, Hinata. Right? If if we take Hinata out, well, what happens to Fury? Right? All of a sudden, there's no more Fury fodder. That would be kind of bad for most people, I'd say. Um, but if we say took a couple of those older three, four stars and maybe shuffled them around with some of the year one five star exclusives, say Eldigan, for instance, he has Fury three and I believe Lunge as his skills. So if we say offer Eldigan, who's also red in place of Hinata, and say he has Fury at four stars, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of summoning Hinatas, what if you just summoned an Eldigan, right? You'd still have the Fury fodder if you wanted that. It's not making Fury any rarer, because it's just kind of like a one-for-one shuffle. And all of a sudden, now you have this Eldigan, which maybe you like Eldigan. Maybe you want to build him. He's got the Fury sword, I guess. (laughs) So I think they could do something like that. Other examples would be maybe Lin could be replaced with, like, Ogma or something. For I think they both have um, Defiant Attack, if I'm not mistaken, for, like, an A slot. Uh, George, I think Spur Speed, which is similar to Lin as well. Uh, I believe Ephraim and Perry both have uh, threatened defense, so they could like yeah, shuffle. I, I wouldn't complain about not getting Perry anymore. <laughs> exactly, I'm not complaining when she shows up and it's got two uh, lines. I for injury, yeah, I want to injure myself every time I have to. <laughs> want to get this after. over with. <laughs> um, so I feel like that would be an interesting thing they could do. Maybe they shuffle it for say um, new hero banners or something or mm-hmm. uh maybe special yeah. hero banners while some of the older ones either go on like older revival banners or even it's maybe like a shuffle on like month to month basis maybe um it also be a little a little shooting high expectations but it would be nice if they kind of shifted them game focus wise should be kind of hard to do i would imagine if they kind of shifted it so like hey uh it's a new, uh, say, for instance, Sacred Stones banner, right? And you have mm-hmm. a slightly higher chance because there's more Sacred Stones units added to the pool in replace of other units. I think that's a lot of extra work. I yeah, think it's a lot of extra work. Do so what I, they did I with think the, the five two stars. cycles would be interesting, but... Yeah, I think if they did what they did with the year one five stars, where they just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they decide to pull out is only on revival banners, you know? Yeah, like the five stars are, and the new pool is the new pool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting. The more we talk about the summoning pool, and every time we bring it up on summoners call, I think personally, I don't understand enough about it. Like we, when you start to talk about skills, like that's where it falls apart. Yeah. And and the fact that Neil, you're talking about replacing specific skills in the summoning pool, that makes that makes sense when you like when you point it out to me because it's like. Yeah, Perry, Hanada, two characters that show up constantly when I'm summoning on, yeah. on blue and red. Um, but they're there. They're, they must be there for a reason. They're not just there because IS likes Hanada and Perry. It's because <laughs> they have specific skills that need to be easily yeah. found. And I mean, 
does this specific issue of the summoning pool get fixed by having some sort of skill shop that you can buy fury since it is a skill that is so they did kind of add a skill shop when you think about it yeah Yeah. um, with the divine codes um it's i mean personally when i only build maybe one new unit every banner maybe if that's a maybe uh if like some new unit comes around that i'm interested in it's like oh maybe i'll need fury right um the way they have the divine codes i don't know if it's a great way of getting new skills like uh i think hinata came around once most people i would assume grabbed like hinata because it's like oh f- free fury if i have the extra limited divine codes i guess i can pick up a fury uh, mostly grab the five star ones, but um, well, that would be the ephemera. More of that would be if it comes around sure. for a month. Sure. Mm-hmm. The yeah. divine codes one is just a weird system, and that's <laughs> the, whatever the normal one. Yeah, it, it is odd. Normal. <laughs> I mean, if it would let you resummon the same character again and again, sure. then that would make sense. But it's like, oh, you summon this one once, you have to go on to the next person in the chain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can resummon once you. By no. the whole chain or not? You can't. But... Yeah. What if you just said like, "Hey, I've unlocked this skill. I put it in my training manual book thing, and I can just apply it to whatever." I mean, that would get crazy for really, really good skills. Yeah, but like, if you want like just builder skills like Fury and whatever yeah. Perry has, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think any of these suggestions fix the the issue, so you can remove heroes from the pool. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a pruning has been how they've approached it in the past, and it's it's worked it's worked okay. And um, it, it's it is what it is, and it sounds like it's a tough thing to crack if you like yeah. have those heroes there yeah. for a specific reason. But I mean, when we're talking about the the summoning pool, like there was another thing we had here to talk about, which was the mythic pool. Um, oh, you know, OCs, which is, I'm guessing, original content characters. Uh, mostly yeah. the FE Heroes units. Yeah, the FE units, which as. we have had four in a row, if you count the extra banner with them. Four uh, I guess, ones, no, I guess Mirabilis came before Mila, but same month uh, It was Mila. just after Mila, I think. I think I was looking at it in the month that Mirabilis came out was the same month that Mila came out. So I she think... came out at the beginning. Mirabilis came at the beginning of the month, and yeah, oh, okay. Mirabilis came the month. From what I saw, the in like a, some order, they had I think the Mila banner just before the Mirabilis, but I could be wrong. Um, but, but either uh, way, we're looking at the fact that they are adding a lot of OC mm-hmm. characters or OC units to the mythic banners. Like I mean, yeah, you're right. Like lately, it's been a little ridiculous, and obviously there are characters. <laughs> that could be given the mythic treatment yeah. that are actually Fire Emblem characters as opposed to... These are all Fire Emblem characters. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, know. But... I, caught, yeah, I caught that. I, I was like, no, no, Eddie's going to jump on that one. Um, you know, pre... I don't want even... You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But um, to me, like, I'm kind of okay with this in the sense that... I mean, yes, they should be spreading the love around. They should be kind of moving back and forth. But... I, I think when they when they give some of these characters the the mythic treatment, they're just kind of going through the paces now. With oh, yeah. the book is ending, so we have they literally doubled up. I don't even think they've done that in the past. This is the no. first time they've doubled up, and I'm glad they doubled up. Yeah, uh, but I still feel characters like Trianda and Plumeria and Leaf and um, what's your name Thrasier 
all should have been just normal heroes. Like yeah, they really all the, should. Like Levitain and Legion were. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. Well, I can definitely agree with Lethem for Seer for that. I think the reason they did the the mythics on the, the fairies was kind of to give every sort of mythic uh, element a dancer, which I can I see, so. sure, that makes sense. Um, definitely yeah, for light I mean, season, it was helpful. Um, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you get six mythics a year, and they sure. just used up three of them. Yeah. Half of them with original characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, Neil, you have a list here of showing <laughs> yeah. how many characters some of the other games still have characters. Yeah, just kind of like I threw down a bunch of potential mythic numbers from certain games. Um, there's uh, the FE four and five, which two games that haven't been localized have a like staggering like thirteen, I'd say, possible units that could get a mythic treatment. Because um, I know when Altena got it, it was kind of like or Altina, it was kind of like, oh, so those guys are on the board for potential, like, mythics, where they're, they're not really gods, but kind of like, um, I don't know how to say it, like, legend, kind of yeah, like they're... legendary heroes, but like... Yeah, mythical heroes or legendary playable. heroes of that world, you know? Yeah. yeah, of like a past, uh, past ages, not the actual, like, yeah. current time. Yeah. Those, those were always in my list of potential mythics yeah. over legendaries. Mm -hmm. no? uh, yeah. When when they introduce those characters, I think there's a lot more. Oh wow, who's this character compared to OCs? Where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I saw that person in the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like instead of oh man, a god showed up. It's oh, I know that person. They I have like a couple lines. I was just gonna say you're absolutely right in that for me as someone who does who has an understanding of the Fire Emblem franchise, but not so much that specifically with the games that haven't been localized. Or even the games I haven't really played, like the Tellius series, sure. finding out about these characters that are essentially kind of unknown, like Bramamon comes to mind, where I definitely played that game, or, or think I played that game. I could be completely it's wrong. Fe seven, so Fe seven, like Lynn and Elliewood and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have, but I don't really know him or remember him. Obviously, I will once we He's we play through that. But I think that you're right. Having those god type characters show up, there's just so many of them. But I think they kind of, with, uh, I think when Threshir first came out, that was the first sort of like, huh, okay, we're really, she, you could have made her a legendary character and it would have been fine. But the fact that she's mythic kind of muddies the water a little bit, you know? Yeah, because she doesn't really feel like a god. I mean, uh, story-wise, she's like an alternate universe Veronica, right? Yeah, I guess so she's think dead, about that as so like, maybe she's a god? got extra no? powers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel like the OC should really kind of put most of their units in the regular pool. So, you know, it's like, hey, you summon this guy. Hey, I recognize this guy from reading the story or whatever like that. But like, I would say, you know, because we usually get a free unit at the start of each book, that free unit should be a legendary or a mythic. And mm -hmm. the big bad guy should also be either a legendary or a mythic. And I feel like that yeah. they should leave it at that. Oh yeah, that was my same. I had the same feeling as the protagonist yeah. of the story. I'm fine with them being legendary, mythic, and the main antagonist, the main villain. Yes. And if for this month, for the or for this book, I'd even say Freyr would qualify for mythic, but yeah. Mirabilis, Triandra, and Plumeria. No, I don't really think they yeah. should qualify. Like, 
But even if they put them on the regular heroes and they're still kind of quote unquote mythics like Mirabellus and Peony, you know, like that's fine, I guess. You know, it's not the best, but it's, it kind of waters yeah. down the mythics, I guess. And also, the other issue is that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Peony and friends, and that was three <laughs> Thracia units. I cried. You're. One, you're taking away a Thracia unit that could have been put on that banner, and you right. just kind of, you know, nullified the power of those units. They're just friends. Yeah, and they're just other guys. Uh, you know? Okay. It's like, so, I, well, so, I mean, while I definitely don't argue I was a, sort of okay, it just kind of, you know, weakens the characters that come with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's it's certainly one of those things where I, I think they they still have time to course correct if they wanted to for book book five. Um, I don't see them doing that. I, I see them probably continuing down this path, but maybe once maybe seeing less OC OC characters join as mythics and maybe moving them around. Do a do a new heroes banner earlier as opposed to doing it like late, like with book two. They did it, I think, right as it ended. Bring those heroes in halfway through. Don't wait to the very end. I don't know. Maybe that's the issue there. But, um, uh, you know, this we've been alluding to it a little bit. Obviously, being a, a free-to-play game, um, there are monetization options. This is literally paying them money for stuff. This is the definition of, of monetization. And specifically, this game, you have the Fey Pass. You have Price of Orbs. I mean, um, I'm a free-to-play player. I find the Price of Orbs just buying to summon is too is too expensive for my taste uh-huh. but i i will buy when there's a deal and uh if there's a it, but it's got to be a good enough deal it can't just be like we'll throw in a couple extra heroes like it's not normally yeah. gonna do it for me uh but i i find the i find the fey pass to be okay i mean i don't really like having to subscribe for the quality of life type stuff because i find it makes the game much more playable the way i play it but um it's it's okay from a value of like the orbs you're getting the 15 orbs if you subscribe strategically and then the three resplendent heroes if you subscribe strategically like gives me enough new stuff and i find it's very rare i can kind of like min max my subscription to get at least two good resplendent heroes out of the three (laughs) sometimes there's some duds but uh you know it happens the next one yeah, like I, yeah, the next one I don't even remember who it is, but it Niles. definitely, Niles. yeah, bounced it bounced off my cancel button pretty quick. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. Um, looks fine, but you know, I mean, he yeah. looks fine. He looks that's fine, not, but still, still Niles, Niles though. Yeah, but still <laughs> Niles. Kinda that's like, the issue. Like, he doesn't really have anything, <laughs> and at, at least he doesn't look like Jelly, as Lucina does. Yeah. yeah. Well, they definitely. Yeah, they they aged her down for sure. Um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, for for you, Neil, like, how have you been using the Fey Pass? Do you think they um, should add more to it? Yeah. Uh, I do. After like the the first two resplendents, when they, I think the third one was Ike. I was like, oh, time for Fey Pass, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, I do think Fey Pass is it's interesting in some ways because i do like the resplendent heroes giving um the sort of bst bump to the old guys i don't know if it's necessarily fair to lock that behind like the certain subscription 
Um, I do understand why they do it. Um, does seem a little odd. A uh, couple of the, like, I think the orbs you get from, like, say, the quests, that makes sense to be in the subscription, right? Like, the five orbs you get every semi-monthly, I think? Um, yeah. With, like, the the resplendent release. Giving the players the, the resplendent unit, I also do feel like, sure, that works. Um, it's kind of like you get a five-star and five orbs and other less important currencies, I guess, um, a month. Uh, I do think, considering, I think when we initially saw the price, it seemed kind of steep. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a starting perspective, it would have been kind of nice if they maybe gave us a month free at the start. Um, yeah. I could see them maybe, potentially, like, in the future, trying to push Faye Pass a little more. Not necessarily, like, locking more, uh, what's the word? Um, quality of life features behind it, like they did with the auto start. Yeah. I can see them maybe, after a year of Faye Pass, so around, I think they introduced it in February? Or January? Something like that? Um, I think it was January. I could see them maybe adding something like, oh, hey, this month for Faye Pass, there's two units or something. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Where maybe they give away, like, hey, if you subscribe this month to Faye Pass, you can get this more premium unit, just kind of like a one-off copy. Um, Whether it be, like, sort of like a... When they did... um, Every year they do, like, the Hero Rises event, right? Mm-hmm. I could see them almost doing something similar to that, where not having like the Hero Rises like voting system, but they just kind of, hey, everyone seems to like this unit. We'll give everyone that buys Fae Pass this month like a copy of that. Kind of incentivize people that are in Fae Pass to make it, I guess, potentially more worth it in some cases, because it's kind of once you get on Fae Pass, the auto start feature, I just think kind of like kind of latches onto people <laughs> yeah it ruins the game to a certain extent in that yeah it's so used to it that when you don't have it it's like it's maybe like, not ruins the game but it 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 stops me from doing as much as i would if i was subscribed to fate pass now yeah, mind you, I'm, I'm the exact same way basically so mm-hmm. especially like the more grindier game modes like tempest, tempest trials, trials and stuff so it's yes. just kind of like well uh, now i gotta yeah. hit auto battle okay i do like the idea of i do like your idea neil of like more incentive to subscribe as opposed to like maybe you'll like the resplendent hero this time because i think the five orbs is you can it's it's low in a sense that you're not like well i better keep subscribed so i get my five orbs every two weeks (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's more about that resplendent hero and and below that the quality of life stuff but honestly at the end of the day what has me unsubbing is the resplendent hero like if there was more there like okay i guess i'll get niles and my 15 orbs or something um i just think that you 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 need to keep your subscription fresh and what i really hope they don't do is say like hey you like fay pass what about fay pass premium and it's double the price and that's when they add more i mean i agree with you i think they they already doubled the price of a free-to-play subscription Mm -hmm. uh for a game like this i mean if you look at mario kart when that got its its uh subscription added it was like five bucks a month and it it unlocked like a mode and some other like a premium track it was basically like a battle pass type system mm. but 
I think like they they already jumped to the ten dollar tier of pricing when they should have started at five and then had that that room to move up. Now I think they they have to just increase yeah. the value without increasing the price. Exactly. I feel like I feel like the other thing that they could probably do is introduce like a legacy uh like founders or whatever, like a legacy system basically if um let's say, or like a loyalty, I guess, let's say if you've subbed for six months or something, here is a bonus respondent, or not even a respondent, here's a bonus, say, I don't know, five-star unit, like Freya or something. It's like, oh, okay, cool, now I have a Freya, right? Um, that could be something that they could be kind of, uh, they could, I feel like they could start doing, I think, because that would incentivize people to stay subbed when it's like a month of, I don't know, Niles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, as someone who I knows purchases the orbs, Eddie, do you do you have thoughts on on orbs and and their cost and just your general feelings? I guess on buying orbs because I know you do it. Well, first I want to quickly go over Fate Pass. For me, the price hasn't has never been an issue. Mm-hmm. I think three to five dollars for a five for two five stars, two to three five stars, is you know guaranteed five stars is worth it. If you don't like the five stars, then don't sub for it, type thing. Uh, I definitely agree the quality of life stuff should have versions outside of it or just move completely out of it. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm paying, when I get the Fate Pass, I'm paying for those resplendent heroes. And the price, I think, you know, fits. I think putting it at $5 for two five star guaranteed five star heroes is, you know, a little too low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may or may not agree. You know, uh, as for orbs themselves, um, it's, I wish they were cheaper, but, you know, they've stayed consistent in pricing and even they have given bonuses later on because it used to be like flat 140, now it's 143. It's three extra orbs, but for the same price, for the most expensive one. So, yeah. I wish they were cheaper, but it is what they are and mm. you know i think most people definitely i mean it, it's a free-to-play game with premium currency obviously people wish it was cheaper but i will give them you know a tip of the hat to the fact that they have introduced more bundles and and more more bundles more frequently there's at least one bundle ongoing and then they add new ones for holidays and for you know sales like the the current black friday celebration that they're doing but so i can give them that like they are giving us more options and and i i will say this it does entice me a little bit to at least look a little closer at them if they are offering bonuses because i am going to summon i am going to use those orbs i i just uh i i try to i i try to keep my purchasing to a minimum outside of the outside of the fate pass but um i mean you mentioned we've mentioned it a couple times in terms of the quality of life stuff in the fate pass and i know one big you know change we'd like to see is is some of that pulled out in some sort of you know for our freemium players who aren't subscribing or even for those who skip a niles month um let's move into sort of quality of life and miscellaneous sort of stuff before we you know wrap the show up with with story content um for me, I've I've actually heard this a couple times. Um, you know, when in our gamers in Discord, you have people jumping in and out of free to play games, and one of those is Dragalia Lost. Uh, Genshin Impact does this as well, where you can just queue up the whole ring and summon it uh, and and go that way. Um, that 
that would be nice. I would like to be able to queue up certain colors or um, the whole ring at once if I'm like trying to mass summon and get a specific character, like giving me the option. I know sometimes there are there are things you want to do and sort of snipe, but honestly, sometimes you just want to summon on all greens and just get them get them done. And and uh, I will give credit to I think Whirlwind had mentioned it years ago, and it stuck with me uh, as something I would like to see as an option. I don't want to necessarily like say that's the best way to go all the time, but it would be it'd be nice to see that as an option for sure. Um, what about you, Gordon? What do you got for quality of life? Well, uh, one of the big things that always bugs me is when my barracks is full. So, you know, first thing that I would like is, first of all, free 100, or free 100 hero slots, please, because they gave us that once. I wouldn't I mind that for the fifth anniversary. So. That would be pretty good. Um, also, you know, like every other gacha game, you can auto-select free four stars or whatever, right? And it'll just auto-select non-favorites, and you can just auto-send as many as you want. No, this one, eh, maximum 10. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay. I, I would like to see the 10 just gone and let us just send as many as we want home or create as combat manuals. Yeah. Um, uh, the, it would be nice a, if... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I mean, even a small step would be nice if they do the thing they have for combat manuals where you select the character and then it yeah. says, how many of that character? You have this many. Mm-hmm. How yeah. many do you want to... So if I can just turn all, you know, 20... Uh, rays that i got in the summoning into thing at once would be nice yeah yeah um to add on to ryan's point with like the whole mass summoning thing that would be kind of nice especially when you want to like snipe a color but i i think part of their rng system is uh not knowing what colors you're going to get on said wheel so i feel like it would be kind of a little bogged down, but it would be interesting if they could do something like that. If we could just say, hey, I want to summon five greens. It's like, oh, okay. It might be a little bit easier to get heroes, which I don't know if they want us to do that. You know, like... No, I think for me it'd be like, show the show the colors, show the colored uh, orbs that pop up, and then on that screen you can either tap one at a time or multi-select yourself yeah. the blue ones. Like, I'm not saying you know... Cue me up, uh, you know, hey, Faye, cue me up five green orbs because that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm feeling like. Um, no, I, I I, never assume intelligent systems from a free-to-play game is going to give up. Mm-hmm. Let us have the keys to the kingdom. No, they, they will always be... Um, the winner they might let us step a little closer but they're not they're not uh, trading spots with us uh i really think just from a from a ui perspective it'd be mm-hmm. be really good to do that and and i get it you know i get like doing one by one you know gives you that that sort of uh dopamine um, you know, oh, yeah oh what's who's it gonna be but at the end of the day after if you're trying to go for a specific hero and you summon like 30 times and you get a bunch of niles and a bunch of um, when you get parry and sorry. there's two screens yeah. you gotta tap through. <laughs> or any of those characters that you know barter, yeah, that pops up that is just super frustrating. I'd rather I mean, just see the three barters pop up and be done with it as opposed yeah. to doing one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm, I think I'm, part of the issue with that right now is the way they have the summoning set up mm-hmm. is because I don't see, they don't have any real way that I can see them being able to show you five characters at once when in a summon they have their nice fancy animation with the puff of smoke and the true close-up and chat mm-hmm. chats bubble so if they were you know maybe 
next year at you know the anniversary they rework that in the back end and they could maybe do that but i think until they rework the back end they're not going to be able to do that yeah i've been surprised what they've been able to do with the game and thinking i can't think of a specific example but i i i've been surprised by what they've been able to do with the ui thinking like oh that would be a lot of work but but they've been able to manage it i think you know it's maybe could be done but you're right like i think it i think it's going to take a lot of work and they have to ask themselves if it's really going to improve their lives as well as their players lives like i don't know um eddie you've already mentioned you know bring bring the autoplay out of you know fey pass that's that's a big one that i know a lot of people yeah. want yeah. to see uh they could even do like almost uh i know some gotcha games will do this it'll be like hey you can do autoplay but you can only do it uh five times a day so it's like oh like okay well at least everybody gets maybe. a taste right yeah and you even see that with uh, ether ether raids right where you get those three auto dispatches and i thought like oh maybe this is them testing testing the waters you know and 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 even seeing like the, an idea you know talk about adding features to the fey pass maybe they say okay auto dispatch is infinite for fey pass users um i don't know how that affects the balance of that mode don't i'm not gonna get it. i don't I've know i've heard people <laughs> making it to the was is it tier 21s the the one point where you stop getting higher i think uh i've heard some people got to tier 21 just using aetherades dispatch which seems odd but mm. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was really odd to me because I'm. I think I'm it was. Uh, they were like they had a very stuff. optimized team for it though, like well, three yeah. mythics yeah. or two mythics, and then max like all light blessings or something. But um... okay, yeah, I I fluctuate around fourteen, fifteen. I mm-hmm. dropped yeah. down to fourteen at the reset, but I end at fifteen most weeks. Yeah, I've finally gotten out of tier seventeen, and I've been sitting on tier nineteen now. So. Uh. I sit in twenty one. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Sixteen, maybe. I don't know. I I usually hover, so uh, mm. I'm not obviously not doing my 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 min maxing. Um, yeah. I mean, my my big thing for the while for autoplay and the you know forging bonds and tempest trial type modes is allow give it as it is to for everyone for free or if you want to do tickets or whatever limited uses fine but let like fade pass users queue up um you know a couple stamina potions into it yeah, oh, yeah. i'd love to do 50 forging bonds runs in a row mm-hmm. congrats <laughs> you're done <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean they don't want to do it in a, in a way that's going to break the game but i think uh uh, How would that break the game? You're just playing the computer, you know. You're using your yeah, one thousand stamina potions, right? <laughs> True. Huh? You, are, you have you have many stamina potions. I think is what he's saying. Like you could, oh, yeah, yeah, to use those stamina potions would be nice. But I think if you're if you're QE, like I don't think they're ever going to let us like queue up so much that you just beat a mode by leaving your phone on the charger <laughs> for yeah. half a day. Um, I'm I, sitting at five hundred and forty stamina potions. I have a few spare stamina potions. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it would it would be nice to see maybe uh, uh, multiple um, uses for. We've talked about this a little bit tonight. Multiple uses for certain resources because if you're just gonna keep adding resources and you've got players with hundreds of thousands of some of these resources, you might as well let us sink some of them a little bit. I mean, we 
not even a free-to-play game, but you look at, uh, I've been playing High Warriors Age of Calamity, Ooh. and you get all these different resources as you go, but you're you're using those resources across the board for different quests and stuff, and some of them are large amounts, right? And it's not just your rupees you're spending, you're spending, like, you know, I, I don't know whether they're, like, Book kill orders or something. They're just I little think. sheets that say you killed yeah. a lizard guy. <laughs> so... Yeah. I, it'd be i think they could get creative with it and i think they do need to start introducing things for players who have been around for the five years to say like hey like if yeah. you if you've been sitting on thousands of stamina potions guess what you can use them for for auto auto start or auto play the feather mines <laughs> i don't know the, fe- <laughs> the feather mines yeah yeah you just send your heroes in pay them in feathers and they'll come back and with they'll just bring orbs, back hero I merit I, I don't know it kind of uh they have um People will talk about uh, feather farming sometimes, where it's like, uh, it's basically you do like auto battle on the, I think it's the weekly, um, what's it called? The weekly uh, rival domains, right? The like uh, brigade things. You queue Mm -hmm. up like five units without weapons or something, and then you use the remaining like three to like win the battle as quickly as possible. And the other guys just sit around and gain feathers, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of like a way to like, have those players maybe a way to not have to make a free-to-play solution on how to get through that really fast um maybe they just have like an event where it's like hey if you just like spend a stamina potion you can send like three guys in after a day they'll come come back with like a hundred more hero merit or something right that's like you get a kind of like a more steady income i guess of feathers which could help for certain things but it's just kind of more of a transferring i guess currencies between each other obviously we'd want to transfer to orbs but i don't think they'll ever do that <laughs> no. i don't think they're ever gonna let yeah. us touch the premium currency with with premium yeah. currency but uh yeah um any other thoughts on quality of life before we we jump to fey channels because uh we can we can talk we could probably talk about quality of life um for a while one thing that i had is maybe i don't know how exactly how they do it but some kind of other sorting system i don't know if you've got to the point where you look through your five stars and you're like and now i gotta find my five star i like using (laughs) um i know they added like the favorite system but i feel like if i wanted to start i guess incorporating the favorite system it'd take like a day (laughs) um just to go through okay what do i want to call this favorite what do i want to call this favorite um it's it's kind of gotten to a point then where you can only set up five, 10 groups of favorites yeah true um it's kind of got to a point where uh i have the units i like using are like tend to be kind of higher merged i guess um and then i gotta scroll down say if i have like a one-off copy of um fallen leon right which i like using for arena arena assault to counter like a bow dude right i gotta scroll yeah. down find uh the green tomes among the five stars which have built up over the three or so years the game's been going and then i gotta oh oh there he is purple hair found him (laughs) maybe a way to like get some of those units that you don't often use like a a lou for instance i don't really deploy him very often um maybe i could put him in a folder where he can just hide (laughs) i guess yeah Yeah, they have added additional ways to sort i think they added the ability to sort. they added like a filter system yeah but um i don't know if there's like a way to just like kind of hide people in like a folder away kind of like a separate barracks screen almost might help you could filter them from like let's say like gen 1 gen 2 gen 3 gen 4 you know yeah i think they have them filtered by games and like weapon type 
So, yeah. like, even if I go filter green tome, I still, like, oh, lose there. Like, do I, yeah. do I need him there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to get think... rid of him because maybe, maybe eventually down the line he might get something nice or I might want to get some hero merit out of him, maybe. But I'm guessing but, you do use advanced sort, right? Yeah, yeah, I have it sorted by, um, variety and level usually. So it's like, usually it'll be the five stars obviously at the top and then levels so usually the units i like using the most are like pretty much at the top like because i have like um my loot for instance i put a lot into to get the plus 10 so she's pretty much always at the top right so yeah. a lot of the units that i really like using are at the top while uh, a lot of units i don't summon a lot are down lower but sometimes i need like a specific unit to counter someone right like crop mm -hmm. Legendary Crom, gotta counter him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what easy way there is other than the system they already have with the favorites mm -hmm. and all. The filter system was a nice step, I think. Yeah, but... the filtering system was a huge yeah. addition, especially when they started add, adding more modes that required specific heroes from a specific games of specific types. So I, I think uh, the filtering was probably the biggest addition we've had mm -hmm. in a while, if not maybe just just below autoplay but um let, let's talk about fae channels and before i pass it over to gordon i will say this they need to go back to advancing in advance or announcing it in advance because i don't watch them when they come out because i usually just read some sort of rundown of it if, it, if i get an announcement in advance i can plan my life to watch them Yes. But if I don't know they're coming, then I usually wake up and like, oh, there was a Fate channel last night. I'll just go read Serene's Forest, you know? You can also plan uh, the episodes around it, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously a very core issue for us who, who are doing a podcast and we always joke like, okay, now that we finished recording, that Fate channel will be posted. And sure enough, I wouldn't be surprised if one got posted in an hour, you know, because yeah. they are highly hinting at book five uh, coming shortly. So... That's all. That's all my. That's my biggest thought when it's it comes to Fate. Less of a hinting. It's more of just you know. Unless they're going to take December off this year, they usually start the new book at the beginning. That's of right. December. December starts in a couple of days, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the next New Heroes banner, which I think is. I mean, start of December or something. Fate, yeah. Yeah. Fate channels were never amazing, and the fact that they've pretty much gone through most of the Fire Emblem related game modes means that you know, they're just putting up random things. I mean, I rag on Grand Conquest all the time, but some people like it. Who knows? Maybe this random thing, like maybe Ponzaloki is something you absolutely love. Then again, maybe you hate it with fiery passion, and hopefully it'll never come back again. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they spent like 15 minutes or something explaining like Frontline Phalax and then it ended and like before it started pretty much. <laughs> they gave us so much time explaining it and literally all you do Always. is send units in and then forget. Always yeah. gonna go back to that. <laughs> you know, yeah, some of the Fae channels, they, they spend a lot of time on something that doesn't even make sense as they're explaining it. And I think often, I've even said this on the show, like... I am reading what they're saying or what they're telling us or what they're writing out for us about this mode, but I'm not going to understand this. And I don't know if the listeners are going to understand it until we get it in our hands mm -hmm. and play it. And I, and I mean, I think they, they sometimes have complex modes that they try to explain in this, in this video script that is, you know, I, for me, the, the cool thing about Faye channels was 
the announcement of new heroes and the fanfare there of of new heroes or new story or or, or just I know there'll be a Fae channel for book five, and I think that one will be really cool because you're getting a whole you're you're setting up a whole new year of content. That's interesting, but spending fifteen minutes talking about phalanx orders or shields or whatever it's frontline phalanx, which no one understood as they were explaining it in the Fae channel. We got it in our hands and no one understood it and it exactly. was over and then before it we had a chance <laughs> to understand it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Gordon, what, what do you think about Fae Channel? I know I said I was going to pass it to you, but we all spoke, so I want to... Oh, oh that's, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, generally, I think they're lackluster. Uh, they have been recently like quite bad, I'm going to say, because it's just kind of like, hey, here's a new game mode that you probably don't care about. We're going to talk about that for a bit, but don't worry, here's some rewards. And then they run down all of these rewards that you get, which isn't a lot. And then they're like, here you go. And then it's done. You know, they, they don't address any like balancing issues or sometimes they'll address summoning pool, but they never do it the correct way. It's like um, once a year. Now, now, yeah. Gordon, like, Gordon uh-huh. understand. They list off a bunch of rewards that are the same exact rewards as the previous event. As exactly. The previous, <laughs> as the previous event. It's like, ah, oh, yes, here's some it's more feathers. And here is some more uh, reward maps that we do every single time we have. One yeah, of those it's like, here's super special reward maps that are based off the game. Although the ones that were 8 bit were kind of cool, but that's yeah. besides the point. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that even if like the Fae Pass or the Fae Pass, the uh, Fae channels were a little bit less, a um, little bit less. Uh, uh, recent i guess you know and it's and it's more just kind of like every like four months or say and they're a lot more spaced out and that way you know if we do get a game game mode in that uh, fate channel it is a good one right it's not like hey let's do frontline phalanx that nobody understands or hey let's do i don't know lost lore sure you know, I, I, I kind of wish they would do more of kind of like a almost like a dev diary in a way instead of like, here's some things. Don't get mad at us. Like, yeah, go. maybe something closer to the to the announcements for Smash DLC where they have yeah. Sakurai on video talking about development, talking about the character um, mm-hmm. as opposed to the more produced uh, really. Although I think the new voice actress is, is much better for. For oh, Faye. much better. <laughs> uh, then... So this is better Faye than Faye was, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of. I think there are good Faye channels, and then there are there are not so great ones, and obviously that is that is simplifying things a lot. But mm-hmm. I think the big ones, like the new book, the one that we're gonna get in probably an hour or a couple days. I'm cursing myself by saying that. I think it'll be a couple. Uh, days. Or the one we get with the um, the anniversary. anniversary. I always find those are really good. They always announce yes. something big. They address the summoning pool. Those are the two that are usually r- always destined to be good. And the others are you know toss up really uh when it comes to their quality but they are well produced in a way that i i don't think the quality of 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 how they're put together is a problem i think it's more just the content they're talking about um falls a little flat uh okay let's talk about story this is a last minute addition to to this special and we are running long so we're we're not going to spend a lot of time on story um but Eddie, you have the most thoughts on story, and and you had brought this one up. So let's let's talk a little bit about it. Like, how what are your feelings on the Fire Emblem Heroes story? Uh, 
Fire Emblem continues to suck at ending stories. That's what it boils <laughs> down to. Or I they're mean, building to something much greater. No? Maybe? Yeah, it's not book one. Even book one and two, which, you know, I think Did book you one mark as a high watermark book two story. Book one and two have crappy fizzle out endings. I mean, three houses, uh, at least two of the three routes has crappy fizzle out endings that leave a lot of unexplained threads, you know? Mm-hmm. Even I, I feel that might not be fully satisfactory, you know? Yeah. I, I feel that when we, we all, whenever we talk about story uh, with this game, they end, it ends very much in a fizzle. Uh, but there's always this tease, you know, whether it's done right at the end of the book or done further in through like a forging bond or a xenolog or something where they, they, they bridge some characters movie. or an ending movie. They like bridge some characters over to a, maybe they'll come back. And I, I've said this a couple of times. Like, I feel like, are they leading to some sort of amalgamation of all the books to, I'm not saying like the Avengers style where they're going to, it all, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to come together. Like I'm not giving them that much credit, but some sort of like, here's the bigger bad who's using all these lesser bad guys to make Alphonse's life hell. But I still haven't seen that like it's 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 hinting at it but it's not hinting at it in a way that makes me confident as well is what i'll say i'm not sure they're trying to make alfonso's life hell as much as they're trying to essentially to use kind of a teased metaphor of what they're teasing they're like hammering him into a better weapon it feels like like no. I mean, isn't that the whole point? Trying of to hammer him into well. a stronger weapon. Sorry, go ahead. I think isn't that also partial the point? This minor story they had with Mjolnir Strike. Thor is like testing our army for something. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's been kind of yeah. what that feels like. It's it's felt like since the beginning, pretty much since book two. I mean, well, more in book three, book three, but yeah. like Loki from the start of book two, I was ninety percent certain Loki was not part of Muspel. She mm-hmm. was some additional pa- additional thing, which she turned out to be. You know, because she did not look like Surtur in the rest of the Muspelians. So. I can, and, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I think that kind of, that makes sense to what's happening now. Like, we are being turned into this this greater weapon. Like, I... With that sort of thought process, though, I feel like we've maybe got one more book of hammering <laughs> you know I, yeah. I don't i don't it doesn't sound like this next I, book is gonna be the, it, the big it depends bad. on what the story is going on with this next book um there was a mm-hmm. bunch of discussion in the discord mm-hmm. uh from looking at norse mythology and if it is a warning what leaf says at the end about nidavellir or whatever um the dwarf the world of the dwarves or the land of the dwarves if yeah. it's a warning and they're the villains either there's a faction of the dwarves that we're working with or we're going to be working with another um another one of the realms mm-hmm. from Norse mythology either the Vanir or the Jotun is what my guess would be uh Vanaheim or Jotunheim but I'm leaning towards Vanaheim cuz I'm guessing we're not going to get traditional fantasy dwarves short heavy bearded uh stocky guys I'm guessing I hope so. 
Oh, that'd be a little like weird. It, but <laughs> it, I mean, we got fairies, weird though. In the Fire Emblem world, so I'm expecting the, you know, dwarves to be kind of steampunk, high-tech, high quote-unquote, <laughs> high-tech. Yeah. Steampunk guys. That's what it, that's what it looked and, like from the trailers, so. though. Yeah, and the Vanir are kind of more of a uh, nature type thing, so I'm expecting them to be the ones we work with. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that all sounds great. Like, it sounds, uh, the aesthetics sound better than, than what we had in book book four. Uh, but, I mean, it, I kind of came around on book four, though, as as it went further on in terms of its look and feel. But I, I think you're right. Like, um, you mentioned, like, just the fizzle out endings and, and literally the, the cliffhanger endings, the tidbits of, like, What's gonna happen to you know Fiorm? Uh, one of my favorite characters that would int- was introduced in book two and just kind of left into the forging bonds, you know, graveyard of. Uh, She's in limbo now. It's weird. Hmm? Until we She's get in the... like a between death limbo almost. Yeah, like how yeah. long is she surviving? She's almost dying. Set. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, none none of the protagonists are gonna come back until we get that, you know, all come back together book. Yeah, you know they're not going to get any main story. They're going to be re- relegated to forging bonds and tempest trials. Like yeah. Air, who gets even less time than Fjorm in them, is relegated. Right. Or the only but they they just toss her in the trash. Like, oh, yeah, I'm and... sure Peony will get thrown into that stuff, especially since oh, somehow she's in the world of the awake, the waking world now. Yeah, she'll get one all explained. But wait, wait, guys! Peony is Sharina. Sharina is Peony. So maybe she oh, doesn't man. get relegated to the, to the, uh, to the. What if What if Sharina gets it, an all? To be honest, other than you know, <laughs> being the ones who are getting attacked, Sharina and Alphonse seldom get much focus in the main stories. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's um, the story. I think when you look at the story overall, if they are truly building to something that is connected, like it's kind of a neat idea and works really well with a mobile game that is built up over years. Um, I think anybody coming into the game, not at the beginning is like, what the hell is going on? Um, It's a very, very stark changes over time. You go from Screamo to dreamland. It's, it's, it's a sharp turn. Um, but yeah, I I I still kind of I still kind of like the story to a certain degree. I think it's it, it's I give it a chance, and I'm, I think they're doing better character development with like Alphonse and Sharina, right? Like mm-hmm. they do good with what I guess they've had building up, mm-hmm. but every new character seems to have like a sharp bit of character development and then just kind of thrown away, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel that like Alphonse got a lot during book, uh, like the last book, book three. He got a lot sure. of character development there that was kind of nice, I guess, to see. Um, that's just kind of... We got a little bit more, I think, in this book, but they kind of tried to give a little more to Sharina in this one. Which... Sort of. Tried. Sort of. <laughs> she yeah. cried and ran away yeah, at one point, their, I think. <laughs> their character development for Sharina just makes it, like, so... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any... It, it, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, and they don't try to make sense of it, but I, I think you're right. Like, they work so hard to bring these characters in, and then they don't... Uh, they they don't they don't Follow they don't through, do much with I them guess. afterwards and and sometimes it, it is a bit of a pain like i thought air was really interesting i thought fiorm was interesting um and to have them sort of disappear i think 
I don't understand the logic of like creating these great characters and then having them disappear into into the literal background like have them there if they're there experiencing this stuff with alphonse like bring them to the forefront maybe they can help out with what's going on maybe they didn't fall asleep and go into the dream world but maybe they're back home trying to like show them nudging alphonse who's asleep like i don't know do something with them in the main campaign it's not that hard oh yeah and i will admit uh film's the weirdest one of the ones that are uh the previous main characters is the fact that oh she's gonna die any day now any day now no any day now any day now and even her cough has vanished they did introduce it they did or they did touch on it with that one forging bomb where like basically all the special mages with doomsday clocks came together yeah her and lysithia and the brave forging bombs yeah yay (laughs) all right well, we should probably end it there. I, I think this has been a really good chat about all things Fire Emblem Heroes, and I want to thank uh, everybody for, for jumping in and, and having this chat. Uh, thanks so much for joining us at the Fae Summit in support of Extra Life. Again, if you want to donate to Extra Life, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020. Donations are open until the end of December, so if you're listening to this episode on the podcast feed and thinking, shoot, I missed it, uh, you can still donate right up until the end of December. Uh, 2020. Although we'll we'll be doing extra life every year, so if you're listening to this in the future, you're still good. Um, if you enjoyed this Fire Emblem Heroes special, you will also enjoy our podcast. Check out Summoners Call at gamersinpodcast.com/fay or wherever podcasts are found, and Two Lords Without Swords on Spotify or again wherever podcasts are found. Podcasts are everywhere. You just have to search for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is pretty much going to do it for for me, uh, for Gordon, for Eddie, for Neil. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week and happy summoning.